0: Hey, what's going on, Clipper folks? It is me, William, the opinion update. And I am positive, Chuck Mockler. And we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Yeah. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credentialed media people who bring you locked on clips five days a week. Five days a week, 7 a.m.,
1: Monday through Friday comes out. Or something crazy happens on the weekend, we'll do it.
0: That's right. We got a heck of a show lined up for you today. The, the loss, the the skid is over. Oh, uh, man, and what a brutal skid that was. People are going crazy. Uh, Clips get a dub over the Timberwolves. We're going to be recapping that one. Uh, and then in Thirsty Thursday... We kind of keep talking about Luke Kennard, because I, I, at Ooh. this point, just do not know what's going on with this guy. Other than
1: Kawhi Leonard's season high, which was the best part of the Timberwolves game, and Lou Will getting 27 points, the Kennard thing has stuck out in my mind the most. Another head-scratcher. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but Thursday Thursday is generally where we talk about who and what we want to see more of. We're also going to be talking about uh, Zoo, as well as Marcus Morris. Oh, yeah. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. And then in shavings, uh, there's just more bad news from the NBA. <laughs> Just in general, more bad news. There's going to be a dunk contest at halftime of the All-Star Game, so nobody's going to do it. Yep. And the Anthem will be played for sure. And the Anthem definitely (laughs) will be played. Uh, So before we get into all of that, I just got to shout out Rock Auto. Oh, yeah. They brought you this podcast. Rock Auto is great. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Yeah, so the Clippers took care of business. 119-112 in Minnesota. We saw the best offensive performance from Kawhi Leonard so far this season. Yes. He had 36 points. We're going to talk about more. But Bev was back in action with the starters. Yeah. Looked pretty good for a guy coming back off an injury. Yeah, it looked pretty good. Um, No D'Angelo Russell for the Wolves. Carl Anthony Towns played and started. Yeah, which sounded like even he was surprised by. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, Shams Shams tweeted it, and then he was like, we're going to see how it goes. Um, But let's talk about Kawhi Leonard. 36 points, 5 of 6 from beyond the arc. Had 8 boards, 5 assists, plus 25 in a 7-point win. Just after how this first half went, when he and Lou were pretty much the only people scoring, Mm -hmm. it was nice to see us cap it off with a win.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, it it was really nice. Uh, I think that overall that, like, the... First half adjustments by Ty Lu yeah. uh, were super crucial in this one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we came out and like we really broke things open in that third quarter. Yep. Uh, so you gotta you gotta give credit to Lou there. Uh, things look kind of bleak early on, but <laughs> yeah, people were losing their minds. <laughs> you know, it sounds simple, but there were adjustments made as well as like Lou just kind of riding the hot hands. He was yep. getting looks for Kawhi and Lou uh, you know, after every timeout. Uh, certainly any opportunity that he got. Uh, so that was that was definitely great to see another thing that was big coming into this one we didn't know for sure if Pat Bev was gonna be playing we talked yeah. about it in our uh in our preview that other guys were gonna need to step up and step up they <laughs> did <laughs> yes uh Lou will is back he's I think he's he never back. left he looks really he looks way healthier he never left he, he he was
1: hanging out in the corner for a little bit there uh, uh he had great.
0: 27 five and four mm-hmm. uh he was incredibly efficient. He was 10 of 15 from the floor, made all five of his three free throw attempts. Him just, you know, penetrating the paint was really huge for us. In the absence of Paul George, you know, we're down one attack and spray kind of guy. For sure. Uh, And so even more than the scoring, which was great, just... The defense having to take note of that and sort yeah. of, you know, him them, him kind of collapsing around him. It, it goes a long way towards getting these other guys going. Reggie was also able to step up in this one. He had 15 points. <laughs> and, for did some, and did some Reggie stuff. He had three of, like, some of the most boneheaded turnovers. Boneheaded is not all capital letters in our show notes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, who else stepped up? Terrence Mann continues yes. his...
1: Uh, Ascent. He's already above Luke Kennard on the depth chart in terms of playing. It seems like, which we're going to talk about. Next we're going to seven. talk about it later. But he had, I would say, a modest. If you just, if you only, if you only looked at the box score in this one, you would say, why are we talking about Terrence Mann? He had four points, five boards, two assists, and a steal. But there's hustle plays there. He makes the right hustle play. He threw an oop to Kawhi, which was. Fun to see. They neither of them really reacted after a pretty absurd alley oop. Um but this oop came after he made a tough layup and then on the other end he pressured the ball handler and forced a turnover for the wolves, got the pass from Batum in transition and found Kawhi, which is something that I don't think any of us thought Terrence Mann was gonna be able to do a week and a half ago with uh, how bad things were going. Like he's looked like he's a lot more comfortable.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh he, he he's looked so much better and this I mean like you said that maybe the stat line doesn't jump out but like if this can be a consistent level of production for Terrence Mann, I well, mean, like, that's a great start. That's is still yeah. a much better position than I thought we were going to be in. For sure. Uh, in this one. I, I also like that we kind of, we played fast in this one for The us. transition looked like Kawhi looked like he was trying to push. The transition with, he hit a
1: Reggie, or Bev with a crazy lob. He had yeah. Reggie Jackson running too. Like, it looked faster, notably in the second half.
0: Yes, definitely, definitely. We doubled up the Timberwolves scoring in the, on the fast break. Um, and once again, we did have a – there was a bad Reggie turnover in transition. Um, you know, there there was some stuff that could be tightened up. Um, but it's good to see them pushing the pace on the break against yeah. a younger, faster team. For sure.
1: Um, 29 free throws in this game. There was some insane last-minute fouling by the Wolves, which pumped us up a little bit. But it was, it was nice to see. Um, yeah, get into what we didn't like – the first half, I mean, Kawhi said it in his post-game presser. He said the first quarter energy was terrible. Yeah. This game looked like, I mean, we were down 13 at one point. Like, this was a game where it was like, oh, great. It's Kawhi. It's Kat's return. Like, we're going to let them shoot a bunch of open jumpers from the pa- from three. Which yeah. Was very fr- that was the most frustrating part.
0: Yeah, we were kind of giving Anthony Edwards a lot of space, giving a lot of guys kind of a lot of space. Um really we struggled early against the Timberwolves offensive rebounding we talked about uh how the the Timberwolves were a pretty strong offensive rebounding yeah. team uh, they were getting a bunch of extra looks at the basket early on they did end up beating us in total rebounding which uh, you know kind of makes sense with cat back it, you know it it'll happen Um, it's one of those things, though, that I thought we were able to tighten up in that second half, so more credit to Ty Lue. It didn't end up biting us in the ass.
1: At one point in this game, it was just uh, Naz Reed versus Lou Williams. (laughs) Reed ended with 23 points. He only hit two threes, but it felt like he was like 10 of 12 from the arc. Those threes go so high from him. Um, Cat ended with 18 and 10, but looked really strong to start this one. Surge was looking a little rough on the defensive end to open this game all of the clippers were yes um definitely but yeah i mean you know it was it was a rough shooting night from zoo he was one of five from the field he did a lot of good things which was great he
0: almost had two like <laughs> highlight dunks that yeah. but he got fouled on both of them and and luckily surge was perfect from the floor tonight so he was kind of able to cover up for that yeah um Overall, I thought, like, a pretty solid performance for both centers. Uh, I thought, you know, it would have been nice to see Zuby maybe a little bit more dominant offensively. Um, but yeah. he still was a big part in, in getting that win. How are we feel after after this win? Look, I mean, <laughs> I you know, it's still not a statement win. No. Uh, but it, it's good to see things go well with Pat Bev back in the lineup. Yeah. It's good to see Kawhi. Like, I can't put those two losses on Kawhi. Um there's certain
1: moments where I can say you should have done something different late, but yeah. there's so many other things that go, go. I mean, you know, you look at the loss against the Kings, I think we, hit, we only hit eight threes in
0: that game. Yeah, and I, I think overall, like, from an adjustment standpoint, he was cognizant of kind of both of his roles. Both, you know, he does need to be the primary scorer, yeah. um, but it's also yeah. his job to get his teammates going. For sure. It's also his job to be that leader on the floor and, and make those good decisions. So, you know... You can argue till the cows come home about the quality of the win. I'm happy with this one.
1: 100. We got out. You know, I'm not saying we got out of there like that, but anytime you're down, Paul George, and like you said, the offense changes so much. You gotta adjust for not being able to get that um, paint presence kind of early and able to kick it out. So it went well. This was a great game from Ty Lu, I think, too. Um, like you said, the second half adjustments and everything like that just all kind of worked for the most part um the canard stuff we're going to talk about next but i'm feeling good feeling good heading into the chicago game uh they had 45 from zach levine last time so that probably won't happen again i don't think um <laughs> but yeah this one this was a good win um coming up we're doing Thursday thursday mostly talking about what the hell's going on with luke canard but first uh we have to give a shout out to rock auto With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning? And wait while the counterman orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil,
0: and even new carpet. What about tires?
1: Yes. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low on the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked down on there, how did you hear about us? box, so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
0: All right, we're back. I just purchased a replacement cigarette lighter for my 98 Buick Riviera, the most essential part to any vehicle That's from close. rockauto.com. <laughs> uh, but we're coming at you with Thirsty Thursday. Every single week, we talk about who and what we're thirsty for, what we want to see more of, and another recurring theme <laughs> on the segment. This we, just might be a weekly segment now. We continue to worry about the development of Luke Kennard. The Monday ep- – we usually do the freshies on Monday where we talk about the
1: new guys. That's just now maybe moving forward a Luke Kennard progress report.
0: Might have to be. It might have to be. Might have to be. What's going on with Luke Kennard? Uh, Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just feel like we haven't really figured out his role still. I think I've talked about this before, but he's clearly – Uncomfortable with how little he's touching the ball, I think is I I think yeah. is a big thing. I, I think that um him not getting involved uh has him I don't want to say checked out because that puts too much on the player. That's in too a, negative, in a negative of a thing. Way. I know what you're saying. I because I doesn't don't, know how to be effective in other ways. Yes, I don't think that that's the case um you know that he it's like him making a conscious decision but he only attempted he only attempted one shot tonight he only saw i think 11 minutes yeah um you know he's out of that lineup it seems he's out of that starting lineup.
1: yeah reggie took his spot so reggie's above him in terms of like the injured starters
0: thing yeah um Terrence Mann might now be above him in the rotation. <laughs> he might be. he Look, looks more effective in other ways. Like Terrence Mann isn't scoring, but
1: he still has, you know, five boards or an offensive board or like some hustle plays here and there. Yeah. Whereas with Kennard, like he had a steal tonight, and you're like, sick, good steal. But that, it just doesn't feel like the momentum can get built. And you need him for his offense. Yes. It's not like Terrence Mann, where it's like, oh, he's doing a lot of the intangibles. This is great. Connard
0: is here to shoot. And once again, I you know I feel like I keep kind of beating this drum, but like if you look at him as merely a replacement for Landry Shamit and the exact same role, fine, he's fine, he's whatever. It's like <laughs> it's it's it is an upgrade from a skill perspective. Yeah, um, he certainly has more tangible skills. But when you look at the development of an asset, especially like the future, when we were paying him you know sixteen mil yeah. a year for four years, I'm just not seeing. Team option on the fourth. Yeah, I, I'm just not seeing where the fit is. Um, with Paul George out of the lineup, the most used lineup that he's been in is the starters with him and Reggie. Uh, so, you, you know, you got Kawhi but So pretty good, Serge. yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And they've only played three total games together, averaged just under six minutes a game. That lineup is is a net plus one and one and a half. Man, Uh, nervous. So (laughs) nervous making right there. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I mean it is it it is positive, Um, (laughs) but I guess my thing is right now, like if he in these in the absence of Paul George, if he is not with the starters, where does he fit?
1: Yeah, and even the starters with Reggie, like even if you're just putting like that's just, I totally agree. I don't understand what needs to happen with I mean like It's with, not scheme because the like I don't want there to be a big See that that's here's where it's difficult. Mm-hmm. We want Canard to get going. Yeah. But there's also this the issue of like how much change do we want into the offense when Canard is on the floor specifically just to get him going with seemingly not as much benefit for the game as a whole in that scenario you know what i mean why give canard so much attention if you're playing
0: well that's the harsh and simple way to say it i don't mean it like that but you know what i mean yeah i don't know i just feel like this was another game where you look up that you look at the matchup defensively with the backcourt i mean rubio obviously you know solid defender uh but i thought we could have done a similar thing to the boston thing especially when we were lurching offensively like yeah why not You know, try to go through Canard, maybe get a couple of quick buckets? And that was even weird, too, in that game, because
1: then we just went away from Kinnard. So, Which also goes back to your point, though, too, of he's not doing enough to make himself available. If it's not just like, here it is, dude. If it's, it's right here. You know what?
0: And I think that that's kind of the issue, too. Like it, it almost seems like at times, once again, I don't want to like bemoan his effort, but if it's not spoon-fed to him, it's like he doesn't really know what he's supposed to be yeah. doing. Uh, and the other thing is like, he, we cannot trade him. We can, like <laughs> truly, we cannot trade him this this year. Yeah, he's making like three and a half mil. Yeah, uh, and the
1: extensions kicks in next year, so the team would have to. That yeah, we're trading so like, yeah.
0: I mean, we have to hold on to him at least until the end of this season. Yeah, um, and then next year, you know, he can become salary filler, and it, if you want to make another move or something, that. <laughs> will like already
1: bad. wills look like look. We got the chip.
0: Um, we're <laughs> But, so yeah, I I don't know what the future is. Honestly, I feel like we've been talking about this for a little bit while now, and I just feel like it's a big shrugging emoji. That's a
1: good call. The palest shrugging emoji, because it's Luke Kennard. Yes. Um, It's it's weird. It's not how I thought it was going to (laughs) go.
0: I think everyone didn't think it would go like this. We've talked about this before, too. I just thought that his role was going to look a lot different. I, you know... Obviously, if you look at the one-for-one trade for Landry Schammett, uh, it makes sense that he would be off-ball, uh, you know, just kind of knocking down catch-and-shoot threes. But when I looked at the skill set, you know, and, like, kind of There's, the things that he has in his bag, I, I thought that he would be on-ball a little bit more. I think that... I thought he played with Bev more. I, I mean... Which is an availability thing. Yeah, like him... Plus Bev, I think, is uh, kind of interesting. But, I mean, at this point, especially with these last, what, three, four games from Lou Will, I I really don't see a lot of benefit to taking the ball out of his hands for for any touches. Um, So, yeah. And Terrence Mann doing all the little things that Luke
1: Kennard should be trying to do right now.
0: Yeah. You know? like (laughs) I mean, he just doesn't have the frame or, like, the same physical tools. For sure. Yeah. So it's a little bit different, but it's weird. It's very bizarre. We'll check
1: in next week on this whole scenario. Um, one other thing we're thirsty for. I want to see more of the same aggressiveness, aggressiveness, aggressiveness um, from Aggress. Zubats. Sniffness. He <laughs> <It> stinks. <laughs> uh,
0: okay.
1: uh, he's shown over the last few games that he can be aggressive with his size, specifically. Yes. And it's looking so much better than early season Zoo. It, I, I kind of joked about this, but like even when he's fouling people, they're harder fouls now, which I think does go a long way to kind of imposing some paint presence. And I just, I just like to see the confidence going up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I feel like he's just so up and down as a finisher. Um, I think that that's one thing that if he could get a lid on, I mean, it would merit more closing minutes. He's been playing more minutes in the fourth this season already yeah. um, than he did last season, which, you know, makes sense given the coaching change. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that that's something that still needs to be solidified in his game. Um he looked – I don't know. He looked good tonight, though. Yeah. Uh, one of five, but, like, uh, got found a bunch of stuff.
1: Um, right, all right, you got a Marcus Morris one in here that I like.
0: All right, I'm, I'm thirsty for this continued kind of silent glue guy role of Marcus yeah. Morris, the silent partner, uh, as I'm calling him. <laughs> uh, I, I just – I feel like we on the show haven't really been giving him shout-outs except for the nights where he does have poor shooting nights, which he did have tonight. Uh, I think he was like – I don't know. He's like – Sub thirty percent maybe overall, yeah. Um, which isn't great, but he has been like fifty percent from three the last couple of games. Had a down game, was fifty percent from three before that. For so, sure. I. I think that he's bought into this role really, really well. Absolutely. Um he's mentioned how much he likes to play with Lou Will. It's they very see, apparent. Like buddies. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's very apparent when the two of them are on the court. They enjoy uh it, they they enjoy each other. Coming off the bench, Marcus Morris is averaging 12, 4, and 1 uh in just under 25 minutes, it's like yeah. 24 and a half, something like that. His efficiency is up. Uh, he's shooting better from three. He's scoring close to the same in less time. Yeah. Uh, last season, he was 10-4-1. So pretty similar numbers, um, despite a drastically different role. Yeah. I had concerns about this. I thought maybe we'd see really ball-dominant Marcus Morris. Maybe four, yeah, it puts the idea in your head that he's just
1: going to start going back to kind of Yeah, Marcus
0: Morris. Yeah, I thought we might see a regression there, but it, it's been the opposite. Um, I'm not sure... I'm curious to see, and I'll have to dig into the lineups a little bit more about what it looks like with him, kind of him, sort of staggered with the starters for sure. Uh, with you know either Kawhi or Batum sitting uh, for right now, but I, I don't know. I think where they've got him, uh, it's it's working out for sure.
1: Um, one last
0: thing, I'm just thirsty for cooler
1: heads to prevail with this point guard situation. Okay, Lou will looks healthy. And better offensive than he has all season. Pat Bev looked great in his return. There's also like a cool, I don't know, six weeks until the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. So let's, you know what I mean? Like, let's just, hey, maybe there is a trade to be made near the deadline. Six weeks.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of time. Let's ride it out a little bit more. Get close to the end of this first part of the schedule. Yeah. Uh, let's just see what happens. Um, see what happens. Uh, yeah. The I mean, the sky is not falling yet, so. No. We did lose two games in a row, which was devastating. Um,
1: coming up, we're going to be talking some interesting choices by the NBA as a whole. But first, got to give a shout out to Bet Online. Uh, bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, Will, what can I do with all this money I
0: won from betting? Oh, the best investment is to buy diamonds. Uh, and this episode luckily is brought to you by 1010 you may have read about this in the New York Times in Style Magazine or Forbes and we are excited to tell you about it 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one of a kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. And when they're gone, they're gone. (gasps) We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. So if you're ready to make a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com.
1: All right. have a bunch of diamonds on me right now. Just draped up. Feels good. Um, this, is, this is shavings where we kind of talk about everything going on around the league. Clippers-centric if we can. This is Clippers adjacent, I guess. Uh, there's going to be a dunk contest at halftime of the All-Star game now.
0: It makes no sense to me a
1: game that no one wants to happen yeah and now there's a dunk contest at half
0: so nobody who is in the all-star game will be dunking i hope not which Who's is great. gonna be dunking uh well you know i mean this kind of has been a shift like less and less players want to participate in the dunk contest for sure um but mostly because of not pandemic stuff yeah 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 totally so i i don't know i i i think this whole thing is it's It's a nightmare it feels like a nightmare it's a nightmare it's you know it's questionable ethics at best Um, oh yeah and yeah morally reprehensible oh wow yeah
1: um it's i mean yeah i don't know who's gonna be in this i don't see why we can't we would get better they would get better content if they're like hey instead of a dunk contest we're gonna have these select seven people film themselves doing a dunk at their house
0: i was gonna say why not just do that stuff like you have a week to come up with the craziest dunker x games did a remote they did like remote best trick they can like the x games
1: no one's around um who (sighs) it bums me out bums me out yeah
0: weird if you haven't voted yet, don't vote any Clippers into the All-Star game. I'm so torn on that.
1: We still got to look up if there's a penalty for sitting out the All-Star game. If they, like, I'm assuming they just fine you. I don't know. But what what would they fine you? What if you have diarrhea? <laughs> I mean, that is no They can't question. check. <laughs> <laughs> <Seriously>. <laughs> well, I mean, um, another NBA doing weird stuff news. The NBA is mandating that teams play the national anthem before games now. Woo! <laughs> <Well, laughs> you damn right you damn right they are this was after the mavs revealed that they didn't play the anthem for 13 games in a row which nobody noticed a quarter of the season no one knew i had no idea until i saw the tweet and i was like oh that's pretty cool i guess i, I don't really know why the anthem is played before games um i mean i know like quote unquote why but obviously no one cared yeah. That it wasn't happening. This was in Dallas, Texas. This wasn't like... <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you would think that like
0: if people were going to raise a fuss, it It'd would be... It'd be in Dallas. <laughs> um, why is this a mandate, though? I don't know. Man. I don't
1: care if teams do it, but why is it mandatory? Has the
0: DOD already paid for this contract?
1: I was going to say, no one's in the stands for these games. Yeah. So this is for the... Ushers,
0: Myers-Leonard, <laughs> <laughs> like
1: those are the only people this is for. Um, but this kicks up a bunch of hooey, mm-hmm. as a term that my grandfather used to say. The NBA is seen as this kind of progressive league. Is it, though? It is because it's compared to the NFL and the MLB. All right, well. Right? Like, yeah, fair enough. It, when you're going against those two entities, it's – not difficult to look progressive yeah if you're like hey mental health matters for two and a half weeks and then you go to the bubble where one guy's like i had really bad mental health in the bubble because of people are just shitting on me for no reason and everyone's like okay well welcome back to hell buddy (laughs) (laughs) i can keep
0: that's i just like david yeah like in a few single motions like in i just feel like even in the last two weeks like completely undone any goodwill that they may have created during the bubble and it's Um, so funny
1: because it is really targeted just in that
0: one stretch of time yeah yeah and it's i don't know it's like so blatant and pointed you know what they should do is uh for the rest of the games leading up to the all-star game every team is just called the americans of whatever city they're from (laughs) hell yeah dude uh we get a week of that and then we don't have to do the anthem yeah these Americans are really giving it to these Americans.
1: <laughs> Do you know anyone who would stop watching the NBA if they stopped doing the anthem? Uh, look, I know the people exist, <laughs> but no, I don't know them. I don't think they exist. I don't think anyone's watching the NBA for the anthem.
0: Look, man, there's a dental lizard people that are very upset <laughs> with the lack of... And oh, those are know. the elites. Those are the <laughs> elites you got to worry about. Lockdown
1: Conspiracy is in full effect. You have an idea for the anthem issue, though. Oh, yeah. Maybe other than the sh- Americans versus Americans <laughs> idea, which I they like. They should play it after every quarter. <laughs> why not you know it's mandatory throw it up um what about a second national anthem? oh yeah uh there's a song there's a
0: there's a song
1: um it's one of the greatest songs except for us it is not it one of the greatest songs there. great song. uh there's a song called chicken fried by, the thousands <laughs> there's, there's
0: there's a song by the zach brown Band called chicken fried which if you haven't heard it I mean I've sung it a couple times you don't have enough white friends I guess I don't know (laughs) it's like a song that people get turned at at weddings yep Uh, but there's a really uncomfortable digression from kind of like the fun loving country pop anthem uh, where it's just talking about jerking off to American flags or something and it always makes me really uncomfortable when it comes on in public and then he goes but you know that I'm chicken fried so then it comes back
1: (laughs) it brings it back
0: Uh, but maybe they should just loop that part
1: I'd be down with that. I know a guy who sold the Zach Brown brand. psychedelic like, mushrooms once. Nice. Said they're all pretty chill dudes. Did they skip that verse that night? Probably. they were like, <laughs> we're all mushrooms. It's rules. Um, all right. We got to get out of here. Uh, Friday's episode Clippers weekend preview of the Bulls and Cavs game. Chance to start a bit of a streak. Maybe. Yeah. For the Clippers. Now that that losing, that horrific losing streak is now broken. Uh, Love, Mary quarantine. Whatever else happens, of course, between now and then in Clipperland, uh, Well, where can these fantastic people listen to us?
0: You can check us out on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. Uh, you can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers if you got to do things hands-free. <laughs> uh, as Chuck mentioned up top, we do bring you the show Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Pacific. Oh, yeah. We'd love to have you here. We could not be more excited to bring you Clippers news five days a week.
1: Oh yes, we do have to give one more mention that this episode is brought to you by 1010. <laughs> Hell yeah! Now you may have read about it in the New York Times, InStyle Magazine, or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana. 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at bluenile.com and when they're gone... They're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers. Working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available
0: exclusively at BlueNile.com. I have been... Positive Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.